Blog Talk Radio. You ready for the show? You ready for the show? Black talk, we are on table talk radio. The show for the black. Black talk, we are on table talk radio. I am black. That doesn't mean I'm vulnerable to attack. I'm just like you, a human. Red blood, emotions, a moving figure. But you're treating me like I'm about to pull a trigger. Cause I'm black, you put in the west on me. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, yeah. Black talk, you around table talk radio. It's here to show. It's here to unify black people. Yeah. It's here to get you inside. Get you more today. Black talk, you around table talk radio. The show for the black. Black Soap, you are on table talk radio. Show the party starts. Black Soap, you are on table talk radio. Listen and get this pie. All right. You're now listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth. With Adrian Charleston, the true butterfly, Miss Ray, and some guy named Jay. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to bringing black folks together from all walks of life, teaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show that's not being hosted by a convicted felon or a conspiracy theorist wacko or a closeted lesbian. But hey, we're going to put on a great show just as good as all those people, too. So listen up. Tonight's main topic is uh, whatever you want to talk about. Again, we're doing it like that. Uh, We're going to open up the phone lines after the interview, of course. If you're listening in on a link or a third-party website or, you know, any other way to listen to the show, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, just join us for the discussion. Also joining us for the discussion is actor and spoken word artist Chamber 7. But before we get into that, I just want to let you know that you could check us out at www.blacktopia.org. And you could also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app from iTunes, Amazon.com, and BlackBerry World. Oh, yes. I also want to give a shout-out to the ABC2, A Better Chance, A Better Community Foundation. Get more information and updates on the organization and the community events by visiting www.abc2foundation.blogspot.com. Go there. You can also get updates on the Blacktopia mobile app as well. Also, R&B singer Nakia's No Fairy Tale album is available on iTunes, Amazon, and everywhere you can purchase music digitally, all the places you can stream, Tidal, uh, Spotify, all of them. Go there. Get it. All right. Now let's go on ahead and bring on the guests and the host and everybody. Uh, 
Hold on. What's going on with this? Bear with me. Miss Ray. Uh-oh. Miss Ray. Baby. Okay. Well, let's, uh, Adrian. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Uh, hey, yay. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Thank you for being here. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> Uh, Chamber 7, uh, if you're listening in some kind of way, press 1. Uh, waiting for Chamber 7 to, to join us. Uh, Raven, also, uh, just just let us know. She's, she's there. She was saying you couldn't ask him, could you not hear her? Oh, I didn't hear so her. So she yeah, said she's anything. on the line. I didn't hear her either, but I'm just saying she just sent the message saying she was she's on the line. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's completely gone right now. But Chamber 7 showed oh. up. Chamber, Chamber yeah. 7. Fur, fur, One and only in the building. Yeah. Yes. The one and only. Oh, here. Right, right, let's get, let's get. We're doing, just doing, doing great, Raven. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hello, Black Hey, Ray. Hello. Hi. Hi, 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 hi. Hi, hi. Chamber. Hi, hi, hi. Is that Chamber? Yes, he's on the line. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, it is I. It is I. Oh, yeah. You're hitting us with uh, some, some characters, huh? Oh, we're gonna have a good yeah, time you. tonight. We're gonna have yeah, a good no, time. I am. I don't know what any yeah. of y'all said. Yeah. Y'all talked before, but it's all good. We'll 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 I'll listen. I'll get you. All right. You get okay. this is how, <laughs> Oh yes, this is how we do it. You know, I'm gonna interrogate you like a cop for the next thirty minutes. And after that Sounds we take good. calls. <laughs> oh and then after nine thirty about well then we take a break at ten. And then after the break, we come back with Butterfly Flow. After Butterfly Flow, we plug some things, and we go back into the topic. And then uh, we also take more calls, too, and that's our show. So are you ready? Absolutely. Bring it on. I like it. Good. All right. You said you were ready, but we'll see right now. So, um, Chamber 7, you do so much. How would you describe yourself, though? Uh, I think the easiest way somebody mentioned it uh, actually told it to me. They called me a Renaissance man, um, and that's that's not self-proclaimed. That's something that's kind of a title. A philosopher, a Renaissance man. Um, I, I'm just kind of a, a a person who just wants to learn. Uh, so I try I try different things. I try new things all the time, um, and I've done a lot in my short period of time here on Earth. So I think it's a I think it's an accurate description. It's just not one that I I wanted to put upon myself. So. I appreciate somebody bestowing it upon me. Oh yes, I definitely would call you that as well. Modern, modern day Renaissance man with many different things going on. 
Now, what I, so uh, here's another title I'm going to give you, and everything is because you do a little bit of everything. So what are yeah, some of those absolutely. little bit of everything you do? Uh, well, at the moment right now, um, or as, as of recently, like in the last two or three years, uh, actor, uh, model, uh, spoken word artist, uh, poet, there is a difference. And um, I've done some uh, filmmaking. Uh, I've, I've been behind the camera as an assistant director for an award-winning, um, a couple of award-winning short films, uh, working with uh, some major, some very well-known directors in the short film circuit right now. Um super hyped about that. Making some serious strides right now in, in other projects with uh, regard to some other uh, films and short films and bigger projects here pretty soon. As of late, I started writing my own scripts because both Hollywood and Atlanta are getting on my nerves with uh, the the way that some things have been portrayed, so it's difficult to get into the project. So um started doing some filmmaking of my own as with regard to writing my own stuff and hopefully connect with other people who are just as frustrated trying to get in the door, get past the glass ceiling. Uh, and then professionally, I'm a management consultant for a company, so I fly out to different companies and kind of show them different directions. I'm, a, I'm an engineer, um, so and, that, and that's just on my professional side with regard to my creative side. It's just, you know, it kind of ebbs and flows depending upon what I feel is the need. Uh, motivational speaker. Uh, done a lot of motivational speaking for a few folks, uh, and I've hosted several shows. And at one time in my uh, recent past, I was a blog talk radio show host myself. Ah, good, good. You did, you do all that stuff, man. Let me go do some hand claps on it for you. Um, now, if you had a gun to your head and you could only pick one, if you had a gun to your head and you could only pick one, which one would it be? Did you just I think I'd be one? an actor. Oh. I think I'd be a. I'd be a full-time actor because the beautiful thing about being a full-time actor is I could still be all of those things. Authentic. Ah. I think uh, I think a lot of people have – the most popular misconception is that an actor is somebody who pretends. But if you pay attention to some of your favorite actors, they're not pretending. They're being themselves if they were in those situations. So they're not pretending to be somebody else. They're being themselves if they were that person. Denzel Washington never changes his walk. Al Pacino never changes his description. Even uh, Robert De Niro in a comedy is still a tough guy. He's still the same person, just a different facet of that particular person. And I think once you free your mind of that conditioning that you have to be this person in this box, then you realize actors are becoming the truest of themselves because they're willing to explore different realms of themselves that most people wouldn't be willing to explore because they don't have to. Mm. Oh yes, that that is a yeah, that's a good way to yeah. Oh yes, I want to definitely, definitely. Now, what what would be your dream uh, facet of yourself? I was going to say role, but the facet of yourself, if you could play it in a, uh, in, a in a in a movie, what would what would be your dream situation? Uh, well, to be honest with you, it's um, I, I'll, I'll tell you the characters that I that I love that I think fit the description perfectly. Uh, Thanos and uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. The a lot of people would consider them the villain, but if you pay very close attention to what their motives are, they want the same thing as the good guy. It's just the direction that they're willing to take to get to it might be a little bit more gruesome than most people are willing to civilly agree with. 
So Killmonger, Thanos, um, you know, the Joker, all of them kind of feel the same way. I want a better world for everybody, but I'm not willing to sit around, twiddle my thumbs, and, you know, do a two-step to get there. Like, let's get there now. And that's kind of my attitude. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm I'm glad you said those uh those those villains as well. I that's I believe that's what makes uh films when the villain has a has a has a motivation that's that's reasonable. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, right. it, what I mean by reasonable is uh one that is not just this over the top uh mustache twirling, I will take over the world, none of that stuff. You know, something that's right. actually right. A, a true motivation. Yeah, I, yeah. Right. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you want to play a you want to play a villain, huh? What what villain Absolutely. are you in the comic book? Are you in the comic books or anything? I know you you named comic uh, book yeah, villain. Yeah, to, but... to the most extent, I, I wouldn't say to myself I'm a I'm a super uh, comic book guy because I, I you know I've ran across some people who are uh, pure aficionados of the of the the world of comic books, but I I, I have a decent knowledge of it. Ah, okay, okay. Now, other than the villains that have been portrayed in the actual movies, what villain would you like to to bring out if you had the opportunity to do it, uh, just based on the source material that you're aware of? Oh, okay, like you, like somebody that they haven't done yet? Yeah, somebody that they haven't done with that, uh, that you know of. There's one character, and they, they kind of like grazed past it a little bit. I think I would, and, and he's He's not really a villain. He's more of a. He's kind of a good guy. I kind of would think I would even. I would be like a uh, bishop. Ah, yeah, yeah. He's far from a villain. <laughs> right. Uh, but but bishop right. wasn't he in uh, Days of Future Past? though? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like they, but they barely touched on. It. I was like, you really didn't even show him. Like I wanted to see him do some stuff. You know what I'm saying? But they like. You really didn't get into the character. I was like, nah, I want to get into that character. Like, I want to see what happens with that. Yeah, there, there have been a couple yeah. I've looked at, and I said, man, I would love to play that. As a matter of fact, one of the characters, this is a more real-life one, though, um, uh, Chadwick Bosman, who played uh, Black Panther, is about to play the first, uh, I think, one of the, the few African-Americans who were trained as a legitimate samurai in Japan. I think he's about to play that guy. So I would love to see what comes of that. Um, samurai are kind of right in between. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, you know. And and I and that and I I like exploring those realms where the lines blur because if you really pay attention, the it's the motive that makes the difference as far as what they are and the methodology by which they get to it is what paints them as a villain or a good guy. But the motive is usually the same if you look at it. Like most of them want something that's more pure. It started off that way, and then it just kind of morphed into something else as they kind of drifted off into madness. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, but with Bishop though, he doesn't. In, from the source material that I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bishop doesn't. He seems too clean, in my opinion. For, in, in, I mean, not taking away that you you would like to do it. That's, 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 that's what I, I want to take. It, but see, that's what I'm saying. Him. I want to take it to a grittier side. That's what I mean. Like. Like, for instance, I'll, I'll put it this way. Like, um, one of my favorite movies right now <laughs> is Brightburn. Absolutely mm-hmm. love that movie. And, and it was I thought it was amazing because I think we, we have, and, and I know it's weird, but I think it's one of the few times that we've actually seen 
an alternate reality where things are not what we think. Oh, an alien flies down here and somehow it now wants to make be happy with us. We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. So I would love to see, you know, alternate theories of what it was and why things happened and so on. So I like that kind of stuff. Mm. Now, speaking of that kind of stuff, what kind of stories do you tell in, in, in the films that you want to put out? Uh, I like telling the stories where um, things don't always play out like you think. Um, I enjoy stories like, uh, you know, Fight Club, things that make you think, suspense thrillers, uh, things that, that weigh heavily on your assumptions and then strip them from underneath you and you go, oh, man, I didn't see that coming. Well, yeah, that's the point because we yeah. we as human beings rely so heavily on assumption and on stereotype to protect us and it's not always true. So, like, for instance, in my own personal philosophy, when I walk into certain scenarios, I always say to myself, no matter how much evidence I have, no matter how much research I've done, I always leave a 1% chance. I might be wrong. I might be wrong, mm-hmm. and that's okay, because there's, there's always exceptions to the rule. There's always differences, and, like, it wasn't, what, a uh, hundred and some odd years ago when people would literally, like, go from the morgue and then go into the other part of the hospital and work on people because they didn't know what germs were? It wasn't that long ago. Like, that's not far-fetched. So what else don't we know even now? So I always say to myself, no matter how much I think I know, there's always a chance I might not know. So that's the kind of stuff I want to play on. I want to play on the stereotypes and and work on people's thought process to say, hey, you know, there's always a chance you could be wrong. Mm, yes, yes. I I, I want to – what are you working on right I, I want to see your stuff, man. I want to see – I want to see more of what you got just based on what you Absolutely. just said right there. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I got, I got a couple of projects in my head where um, things like, say, like, for instance, I've, I've got one project that's – very that I'm working on it's kind of an episodic it's very reminiscent of of Issa Rae's Insecure but instead of it being told from the woman's perspective it's told from the man's perspective uh, a gentleman comes into town he is actually the brother of this group of friends um, he comes into town he's, he seems very elusive and people don't really know how to take him because he's kind of quiet and then one day a discussion starts up and he's involved in the discussion and then they're like, you know, so what's your opinion? And he seems very aggressive. And then during, throughout the whole film or throughout the whole episodic, you start seeing every time you see him be mean, there's a flashback to why he's like that. Because I think a lot of times we want to script people a certain way, but we never take the time to understand why they're like that in the first place. I think in recent years, I'm very glad to see that more people are starting to weigh heavily on uh, mental health and asking the questions as to, you know, so what is the deal? Like, what do we do next? I think our prison system sucks because I think we think we're just supposed to put people in this box and then they just go away. They never come back. Like the whole purpose of the prison system was for reform. So I want to do kind of a play on that same ideology and say, well, yeah, he's like that, but why is he like that? And who's going to take the risk of reaching in to get him out? So that's what I want to do, especially from a black man's perspective um, with, you know, not just black men, but I also want to talk about how there are a lot of black women that have died at the hands of, you know, law enforcement and so on and have disappeared and so on and so forth. And I want to explore all those little idiosyncrasies 
in that episodic. So I'm working on a – it's a huge project. It's going to take me a while. I'd love to option it out to Netflix and see what happens. So. Oh, good, good. I'm. Oh man, yes. I, I I'm glad to hear about that. I throw some claps in there. Oh yes. Now, who would you like to work with that you haven't worked with so far? Who would I like to work with? Um, I would love to sit down with Ava DuVernay. Um, and I and I say that long before she even did. Uh, when they see us, uh, long before that. I, I've always kept an eye on her career. I've watched her skyrocket and do some amazing things. Um, I'd, I'd love to sit down with uh, Issa Rae. Uh, God rest his soul, I wanted to work with, like, Singleton, John Singleton. Um, I've had the, I, I had the blessing of actually running into Spike Lee one time. Uh, I don't know if I could work on one of his projects because some of his stuff is really, really out there, and it's right on the edge, and I I I don't want to say that it, it's too far out there, but I don't know where we would meet. But above all else, one of the, one of my personal favorites right now, I would love to work with Jordan Peele and see what his thought process is like. Because to me, he's kind of oh, like yeah. our version of Christopher Nolan. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Jordan Peele, man, he is he's come a long way from uh from Mad Absolutely. TV and doing the improv yeah. stuff to doing uh. The horror films, the way he does, it's it, it just exactly, yeah. Oh yes, yeah. oh yes, and Issa Rae has come a long way too. From uh, from my thing was uh, awkward black girl, and um, yep, yeah, the, yep. before before insecure, I, I that I was oh man, I was like oh I would love to see her do something. And right. bam, boom, now we got insecure. Now you got it, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And her and her her recent acceptance speech, I thought. Some people thought it was aggressive and arrogant. I didn't think it was. I think we, like I said, we have these very traditional ideas of what we think people are supposed to do when they receive awards or when they do things. And she just told them straight up, like, I did this by myself. Like, nobody wanted to come up here and help me, so I did it on my own. And, you know, uh, she, she made it very clear. I thought it was awesome. I think she said exactly what needed to be said. Oh, yeah. And besides, too, you won an award. That's your time. You however you want to however right. you want to spend it on sports, that's you. You know if you want to say, hey, right. fuck y'all, hey, let's clap for that. That's they won that. Yeah, that's their time. That hey, that's so yeah, <laughs> there's no script to uh, right, which is no. yeah, exactly, exactly. I agree. Um, yeah, I wanted to touch, get on the the poetry and and, and the other things too. Uh, you know, let me let me let me, so let me switch gears here. Uh, we'll get back into okay. acting and stuff as well. All right. uh, now, what inspired you to write and do what you do with the poetry and all that? So, so when I was younger, um, like I wasn't, I wasn't exactly one of the most social kids on the planet. Uh, I didn't have a bunch of friends running around, stuff like that. I was usually the one that came straight home. Um, you know, I had homework to take care of and that kind of thing. So, um, my mom in an attempt to find me yet another outlet because I had like Legos, I had model cars. She brought home a journal to me and in some weird the twist of fate, it was a little pink journal. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with a pink journal? Like I can't carry this anywhere. I'm already like on the edge of getting my ass whooped most of the time anyway. So what you want me to do with this? So she was like, well, just write some stuff in it. So I just like playing around, okay. you know, wrote a, a word or two here and there and, yeah. Go ahead. And it just kind of yeah. grew from there, you know. 
and then I just started writing. And then after a uh, uh, a very difficult divorce period, uh, I uh, in my like late twenties, I a friend of mine took me to something that I didn't even know existed. I didn't know people did this. He took me to an open mic, and it just so happens I had one poem memorized. So I got on stage, and it was kind of all she wrote from that point on. So. Good, good. Now, now, is your poetry a lot like, uh, you know, the scripts? Do you do you do, you do any of the same kind of things with your poetry that you do with the uh, the film scripts? Or you? Uh, yes, to some extent, yes. Um, a lot of times people criticize, uh, not criticize, but uh, they've they've made the reference to my poetry being very conversational, because a lot of them start off a lot like a regular conversation. I'll be I'll be halfway through the poem before people realize. Oh wait, this is the poem. Um, and that's that's kind of the point. I want it to feel as natural as a conversation between two people that by the time you're in it, you're in it and it's too late. Like you're you're now immersed in the verse is what I like to say. So um that that's kind of my thing is to to steer away from the ideal that it's it's different. You know? Oh it's it's pretty much yeah, the see, same. I like- yeah. Oh yes, I I love uh you know performers like yourself that that uh, you know that that they come up there and um do something different, you know, instead of just reading your poem or or performing right. your pe- pe- just uh you know entertain us. A spoken word artist is an entertainer as well, you know, put though has exactly. some flair. Has you know I, yeah, so I like that. I I love to see that. Uh and you and Absolutely. also we love to have you bless us with one or two of your pieces too later on in the program. Certainly, certainly, absolutely. Oh yes. What plans do you have for the rest of this year? Uh, the rest of this year is going to include a couple things. I'd like to finish up. A, a, I've started a video series called "Bearing My Insecurities," where I kind of go through, I chronicle a lot of the uh, insecurities that some men, not just black men, but men in general, have. I think that uh, a lot of times people kind of slough those off because men are considered to be very expressive. So then when they are expressive, they're like, oh, you're being a little bitch. And I'm like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it kind of sucks because it's kind of like, you know, you want us to be expressive so you better understand where we're coming from and what our thought process is. But then when we're expressive, then we're feminized or, you know, we're demoralized or emasculated for it. So, I'm not scared. Like I'm at the point in my life now, like I know, I know where I stand sexually. I know, I understand who I am as a human being. You can't emasculate me. I'm not afraid. If you want to fight, find me a ring. I've been in one before. It's not going to scare me. So like all that stuff doesn't bother me. And I feel like somebody has to stand up and say it. So I have had numerous conversations in my speaking engagements with, uh, several different types of people of all different age brackets and men usually come to me and say, you know, I feel this way, but I don't know how to say it. And I just tell them plainly, I said, why can't you say it the same way you said it to me? And they're like, well, nobody's going to receive that. And I said, I did, you know, men are told we're not supposed to tell each other that we love each other and that kind of stuff. But yet instead we wonder why men are always so aggressive. Well, shit, what do you expect? Like pick a struggle. What do you want us to do? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, I'm of the fuck it mentality. I'll pull a grenade in a heartbeat. It doesn't bother me. You know, I've I've even had situations where I've been invited to a conversation and the conversation actually ended up being a room full of women 
and just me. And they thought, aha, we got you. And I just came in the room slicing off heads like, you know, whatever perception you thought you had of a man, you got the wrong one. So, and then I just gave reasonable, logical examples of how, you know, have you ever thought maybe it's not him? Maybe it is actually you and you're the one that's fucked up. And then I think I walked away with a couple of enemies, but a few people that, you know, scratched their head and said, oh, well, you know what? Maybe I was wrong about that. Well, yeah. I think we, we spend too much time looking at each other as enemies as opposed to trying to help each other out. I don't care whether you're male, female, LGBTQ, it doesn't matter to me. Just be human. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Definitely. I love everything you said, man. I'll throw some more claps on it for you. There you go. Appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, yes. And I totally just improvised my questions. That None of the stuff I had written is what I asked you. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I, oh, that's cool. You, Absolutely. After the introduction, I said, no, I got I to gotta ask some different uh, basic questions. <laughs> Not these basic questions. Sure. Uh, yeah. uh, yes, for anybody that also want to talk to Chamber 7. Oh, where, your name. I, I did want to ask you that. Uh, why do you call yourself? Why, where'd you, why, why Chamber 7? Or are you that? Uh, okay, so so um, it, it's kind of a uh, it kind of grew into Chamber Seven over time, um, and its its origins come from the Wu Tang Clan and uh, James Bond. Let me explain. So my mm. actual name is Sean Singletary. Um, I was Eric when I was born. I was born Eric, and I was Eric for about three days. But my mother didn't like that name. She was watching James Bond at the time, and the James Bond that she was watching was Sean Connery's version of James Bond, so she named me Sean. Um, I told that same story to my friends in college, and they thought it was kind of dope, so they were like, oh, so you like 007? And I was like, well, yeah. So they were like, that's cool. And then right around that time, uh, Wu-Tang Clan came out with the 36 Chambers, and then I was with a group of friends, so each one of us had our own chamber. It was natural that I took Chamber 7. And the way the name kind of stuck and morphed with me was the number seven is the number of completion. And I feel the most complete when I'm allowed to flow in the realm of being creative. So and when I'm in that chamber of seven, that's when I feel I'm at my highest peak, at my most powerful. Uh, I love that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your your uh your personal life you could just make a movie out of that. Just it's such rich uh background with you. You know, you're you're a very interesting uh oh, character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's there've been a couple of things that I've done. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we'll talk more life. about Oh yes, oh yes. Definitely share that with us too throughout the program cuz uh in between the topics we'll we'll go back to asking questions and stuff too. Uh, before uh, Adrian and Ruben uh, ask you or, you know, bring out some more conversation out of you, they they know you, you know, so they, they know what to really talk, bring out of you. So uh, we're going to bring that right. out in just a second, but I just want to let the listeners know okay. that you can jump in on this too. If you're listening in on the link or an app, give us a call at 929-477-3872 and press 1. If you're already streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press 1, and we'll bring you on. We're talking to Chamber 7 and everything, is, and we're talking about the everything he does. You know, just, you know, well, let's talk about it. 
Um, and while we're waiting for some more people to show up, Raven. That is Raven, I. What's, what's fun? Yes, yes. Now, I know you know, you and Adrian know Chamber 7 shook his hand, know he's a real person. Yes. Uh, yes. What do you want to talk to him? The mic is y'all pass the mic back and forth. Um, first of all, hi Tang. How are you doing What's here? Up? Okay, great. Okay. Um, so you know, you were down here in North Carolina with us. Mhm. And now you have relocated. Tell me a yes. bit about what you're seeing and the different markets that you are now in. Tell me about that. Ah, okay. You, like as far as like the difference between um, the North Carolina scene and the Atlanta scene. Exactly. Like, are you finding that you're getting more opportunities? Are you finding that you're just getting different opportunities? Like, what is that looking like for you? Um, no, it's it's actually it, in a, in a weird sort of way, and and I don't say this in no way to disparage uh, those that that live or work here. Uh, Atlanta is a different type of scene. Um, I think North Carolina is very down home, so to speak, to some mm-hmm. extent. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can kind of move a little bit differently in North Carolina. In Atlanta, uh, it's very half and half. It's very hard to tell. Some some of the people are very, like, down home country, and then some of the other folks are very, like, I don't want to say uppity or bougie, but they're very, like, uh, eclectic in the sense that they are of an upper echelon. And if they don't know you, they're reasonably kind of apprehensive to kind of let you in. So you gotta, you gotta, you kind of gotta show yourself and prove a little bit. So, whereas in North Carolina, okay. it's like, man, we'll take anybody. We don't care. But I kind of see why because some of these people have been affected by, especially like the Hollywood types. I've been to a couple of the um the industry parties and the industry uh joints. This uh, a friend of mine actually had me involved in um the Screencraft uh writing conference that came through here not too long ago. I think last year. And, like, you see how, like, Hollywood really looks down on Atlanta, like, you'll never be us kind of thing. So I understand why they kind of have that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, The weird thing is Atlanta is the number one place, location for production. Like, like Atlanta does more production than China. And if you can fix your mind around that, that's almost insane. So, so like, I um, knew, it's amazing. I knew to, that but production the, was huge. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh I'm yeah. Sorry. Go, oh yeah. Please. You go. No, no, that's fine. Um, and but the interesting thing is, and I found this myself as an actor, as a filmmaker, they'll cast the supporting roles out of Atlanta, but they won't cast the lead actor out of Atlanta. There you go. Okay. Mhm. Mhm. They cast the leads out of L.A. So I've legitimately right. had friends of mine who worked in the industry who were born and raised in Atlanta, moved to L.A., get an L.A. phone number and an L.A. address, get cast by an L.A. agent just to get sent back to Atlanta. Facts. Facts. And that's the kind of stuff I want to get away from in, in you know, right. whatever I can do as far as the industry is concerned. So. Right, right, right. No, I, I'm – Totally shocked. I'm totally shocked by yeah. what you said in terms of. Um, I knew that I knew production was huge in Atlanta. I did know that, but I did not know that it was 
um, more than even China, because I know folks oh, yeah. are, you know, producing like crazy in China. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. That, that's that's um, that is amazing. So let's talk about that. What oh, are yeah. some what what are some things that you have kind of now that you have kind of delved around in the industry a little bit more? What are some of the things that you're doing to try to combat that? Like I know you were just saying that you were trying to, you know, um, not do all that, right? So what are some ways yes. that you are trying to circumvent that? Like, I mean, because you're a smart dude, well, so. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, to some extent, you do have to play the game, um, exactly. and, it, and it takes a while. It's a part of the process. Like, um, small things that I've learned you have to do, you have to have an Atlanta address. You have to have, like, an Atlanta phone number. Um, I actually, uh, I'm, I'm getting the plates on my car changed so I can have Georgia plates. Because otherwise, you're going to be looked at as an outsider, and outsiders are never like readily let in. You got to do something explosive, and I don't have that kind of time. So, I'm doing the little things first, and then I'm networking a little bit. I've got a friend of mine that actually um, owns a local uh, uh, cigar bar, and I try to frequent there as often mm-hmm. as I can to try to support the local black businesses mm-hmm. and support the local businesses that are involved in that. I've ran into actors mm-hmm. there sometimes, and it really just boils down to just being be a consistently good person around them regularly. So even if they don't know your name, they recognize your energy, and they can say, oh, yeah, yeah right. you come on in. You know what I mean? Facts. Facts. Yeah. And has, how's that been going for you? Like, I mean, get, it's been how long since you've relocated? Has it been about a year, or has it been over a year now? Cause I'm no, bad. well, see, there was... There was <laughs> There was, I was kind of in transit for a little bit. Um, I did something pretty interesting. I quit my engineering job when I was in North Carolina because I just got tired of it. And, you know, it was one thing after another. So that's, that's that time frame when I was in North Carolina. I quit with the intent of going into entertainment full time. So I had three agents. I had an agent in Virginia. I had an agent in North Carolina. And I've got an agent in, the, in Atlanta. And I told all three of them, I said, hey, look, I'm going to jump ship. Like, I'm going to do this. Let's, you know roll the work in and sure enough you know some of my agents like really put the hard work into it and put me out for everything but it wasn't coming consistently enough I guess it was the summertime I had just missed pilot season that kind of stuff so what I ended up doing was I went and worked for a friend of mine's uh, DJ company so I worked as a DJ in Myrtle Beach for a good uh, eight nine months and then I had the the misfortune of being in the path of a hurricane so we ended up right. leaving, and that's when I relocated to Atlanta. But luckily, around that same time, I had the beautiful opportunity to get a hold of my daughter as well. Um, so my daughter is mm. now in school at Kennesaw State. In the meantime, hey. I had to get a regular nine-to-five job. Yeah, yeah. So right. She's doing really right. well too right now. Good. Um, so happy so to hear that. She's, oh, yeah. She's, she's an amazing child. Um, my son is probably going to be not too far behind her uh, on his way over here, awesome. too. So. I had to establish myself with steady income, so I went back into corporate. I worked as a management consultant, so I haven't had really the opportunity to do the creative stuff as much as I would like. But when, but luckily for me, the job that I have does afford me some very interesting opportunities. Like right now, the opportunity that I've got like this week off, so I have the opportunity to kind of spend some time and move around and network. And I got a couple of buddies in in town to help me, you know, connect with the right people. So. Um, it's been a slow, steady process, but you know that trans that transition has been about almost a year and a half in the making. So you know, but worth it. Still think it's worth it. Like I literally just moved into my apartment today. 
yesterday, today. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, why everybody get quiet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. I was, I was worried for a second. Well, I was like, what happened? Well, that's my tag. I'm tagged in. So um, uh, tell me yes, more about your radio show and when you're coming back and what you're going to do. Because I know you said a lot of people have been asking you to come back. Um, and I've actually been on your radio show um, a few years yeah. ago when you had it. So, um Tell, tell us about what you were doing there and uh, what you plan to do when you bring it back. <laughs> okay. Um, well, and I, and I do. I really want to bring that back. Um, WKPJB Radio was an amazing thing. Shouts out to Click Ricky Pins and uh, Jamie Bond. Um, both of them had uh, several things going on in their life, and by an interesting stroke of fate with the beautiful work of the universe and so on, energy told me, I needed to be the guy, so I stepped up to the plate. Uh, they allowed me the opportunity to kind of take over the radio station. I ran it for about a year and a half, two years or so, and then um, uh, the unfortunate event of a friend of mine was in the middle of uh, his battle with ALS, um, and I was one of the caretakers, so I said I wanted to spend more time, you know, being there for him and dealing with him, so I ended up letting go of the radio show. But in that time frame, um, a lot of things have changed. Um, I've had to grow up a little bit more, um, learn a couple of things, and do a couple of things. So I would like to come back. I would like to focus the show again on pretty much the same focus. I would like to have an open mic to give people the opportunity to express themselves through poetry, but I'd also like to have the opportunity to discuss topics and speak on things that we see even in um, regular everyday life because I don't think that – I know a lot of people like have so many different outlets that they, they get inputs from it, but they don't have an outlet, a way to kind of express it. And I want my radio show to be one of those opportunities to express that thought process and see how they feel. I'm not one of those type of radio show hosts that feels like it has to be one side or the other. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't believe in like having a, a filtered Fox News version of of the show. So I have had I have had people on both sides of the fence come onto the show and, and tell their piece. And then I try to, you know, mediate between the two of them, and that's what I'd like to get back to doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm aiming. Probably, I would like to see the end of this year, but if it's at the beginning of the year, because it'll give me the opportunity to kind of set up all my my stuff here. Because I also started uh, some video production stuff, and I'm looking at a, a serious acting role in a in a project that um one of my friends is working on here coming up in September. So if you know when all of that settles out, like I'd like to. I'd like to jump back into the fray and focus back on that, too. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And she's back. Yeah. Got you back. <laughs> Everybody there? Yeah, Raven's back. Um, but I do want to say before we go back over to Raven, um, I don't know how many people know this, but um, you – Actually, uh, okay. You actually gave me my name of True Butterfly, so um, mm. thank you for that. <laughs> You're very welcome. I absolutely did. I, I sure did. Yes. Yes. So, so uh, you want me to tell the story, or you want to tell the story? I'm gonna let you tell the story. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Chamber and I are actually really good friends. So we were we were talking one day. We were talking about how many different poets have the name of butterfly and then I met like another one I was like oh I just met somebody else and her poetry name is butterfly and he was just like 
yeah, but you're the true butterfly. And I was like, oh, snap, yep. that's my new name. <laughs> yep. Because you tell the truth. So, yes, yes. So thank yeah. you so much for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Wait, I think that's the name awesome. How long ago was that? I'm sorry, um, go, go I'm sorry. Last, I last year, it was I think. Like two years ago? No, it had to be last year. Ago? No, Ray. No, I don't think it was last year. It was when we went that was two years to ago. Virginia. When we went to yeah, Virginia, that was two years ago. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That was early last year. You're right. You're right. So it's been yes, about yes, a year yes. and a half now. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. you, you were yeah. with me when we met that other person. Yeah. And I was That's like, right. Yes. That's right. I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Show enough. Yes. That's how it went down. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So... Yeah. yeah, I think that's what, I think that's where it should come from. It should come from somebody else. Because if it if it comes yeah. from you, it, it, it doesn't seem as authentic. But when somebody else does it, you know, what I'm saying it's just to me, it just seems more realistic. Yeah, I feel. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so um. What else? Do I, don't you have other stuff in the works? Aren't you looking at other ventures in life? And um, I, yeah, I, mean, I am. And, oddly enough, okay. I'm always looking at other stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I don't think you said it um, in all the stuff that you do, but I need for you to add that in all the stuff that you do. So. Okay. I mean. Yeah. Well, see, a lot of times when people ask me, like, what do I do? I ask them if it depends on what I, I usually my normal response is it depends on what time of the day you ask me, um, mm-hmm. because I'm I'm usually doing several different things. Um, I creatively, I kind of gave a, a general idea of what that is. Um, I'm trying to work on my video production side, but I had to dismantle my computer because I've been doing so much moving. But now that I've moved into my apartment, I can kind of get my. I I spent a, a, a nice chunk of change on a very uh, hefty um, computer. And that has given me a whole other, like, field of things that I can do. And I'm really excited to get back into that so I can start editing and doing some things that I wasn't able to do before. So I want to jump back into that. Um, I was doing some serious video production. I was learning a little bit. I bought my own camera, uh, doing some photography as well as film production so I could do some more short films. Um, But away from, like, creatively on another realm, I also started this thing where I've been going to Goodwill's and I like to recycle stuff. I don't feel like you should always throw stuff away. Um, I think there's a way to keep it and use it because I think the whole foundation of our quote-unquote capitalist society is based on the need for us to constantly replace stuff. And unfortunately, I feel like that mentality has bled over to how we feel about people. But I don't think everybody's replaceable. So in my personal opinion, there's some things that you should actually put the effort into recycling and fixing so I went into the store one day, and um, one of, as a matter of fact, one of my friends had told me about this. They said, how come you don't, like, pick up some of these speakers? Because playing around on YouTube, I found out you can actually create a Bluetooth, like, a portable Bluetooth speaker without going to buy one. You can make one. Mm. And the ones that you make with the parts that they have readily available are a lot better than the ones that they sell over the shelf. So I have mm. been on this mad dash where I put, and the funny thing is, like, it's usually like um, like the one I've got set up in my, my uh, living room right now. 
it's usually like a subwoofer, and then it's got like two of those little uh, satellite speakers from a, a home theater system that somebody would just do away. And it cost me maybe mm-hmm. the, the price is literally still written on the top of it. Like the two speakers cost me like six bucks, and then the, the subwoofer costs like eight bucks, something like that, right? So then I went to, I found a website where you can actually buy the parts that you need. And literally, I just needed two parts, and it cost me like $50. So for 50 bucks, by the time I was like done like $50, like I, I kid you not, I can't even turn this subwoofer up. It's so loud. It'll fill this whole apartment easily, like at half. Um, it's it's oh, wow. very well built, very well made. Um, it's very nice. And I, I went in there, and I went. Uh, a little berserk. Every time I come across a Goodwill, I bought a bunch of speakers, and then I bought <laughs> a bunch of the parts necessary to do it. So one of my favorite pastimes on the weekends is to take stuff apart and put it back together. So now I have a space where I can do that and not be concerned about somebody like moving it or oh, I got to take this to move this because you know it's in the way. Now I have the space to kind of set up my own workstation and do that. So I want to make Bluetooth speakers. Um, I found some places hmm. online where you can do like vintage, I, I want to take old vintage radios and turn them into Bluetooth speakers that look really cool because I like having that blend of the old and the new. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I like to do. Um, I like to shoot guns. Um, I still, I got a couple of pistols now. I have my concealed carry license. Um, I still love to train martial arts now with this job, flexibility in my schedule. I'm going to get back into um, martial arts again. Uh, my my, my uh, coach is has recommended a spot for me to go to down here, so I'm going to go check it out here in Atlanta. Uh, I want to get back into that. Um, And then once I get the opportunity, um, unfortunately, Serena has been put up for a while. I think she needs a new set of spark plugs. So I have an old 1967 Mustang that I tutor Mm -hmm. with, and that's kind of the reason why I got into engineering was because of my affinity for cars. I feel like they're a magnificent work of mechanical art. So that's my personal piece of mechanical art along with my own uh, daily driver, which is currently at a, a at another facility getting looked at um, that I've kept for like a good 400,000 miles and it still trucks along now. So that's mm-hmm. what I, I like. I like working on stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I want one of those um, Bluetooth speakers when you finish making them. I've already got your name earmarked for one of them. Oh, um, I just want to know how to make them. I just want to know how to make them so that I can then offer a STEM class and teach others how to make them, and then you and I can go into business. <laughs> did you say a STEM? Did you say a STEM class? Oh no, nah, man! I, you ain't gonna I, do I, that without me co-hosting. I'm in. Um, oh yeah. You do, that's that's exactly why I said it. Steam STEM. Come on, let's go. Oh, you let's, got let's it. Do this. Next, yeah, bro. And then that's, and then we can oh, work on that. our patent. And then we can work on oh, our patent, yeah. and then there's that. Another like stream that. of income. So remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get Let's it. Get all of it. And Keep have Bluetooth speakers that are not Bluetooth speakers. Right, 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 right. Okay, right. I'm laughing. Right. Yeah. Most definitely. Wow, that hour yeah. went by very quickly. It's 9:51. My gosh. Oh. That's really good. <laughs> That's a We're great having thing. fun. Yes. And you still didn't talk about what I wanted you to talk about, which was your um, life coaching and speaking, but I guess you'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I kind of glazed past that. That's going to be my next uh, huge venture is I'd like to step into the realm of talking about, you know, discussing some things on that realm. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. All right. Now, uh, Chamber 7, 
we have a uh, we have Tommy Thomas in the chat room. She wanted to ask you, what are your writing rituals? Okay, so my my main writing ritual that I've learned is the first thing you have to do is clear your mind. Um, and and I am not a huge fan of. I I don't particularly like just doing what has to be done. Like you like and, and this is no slight against anybody else. Everybody has their own version of how they do it or how they're capable of doing it. My personal way of doing it is I just go in whatever direction I feel led to. So I clear my mind and if it's if it pops into my head, I write it down. And I usually have either my uh the memo pad on my phone or my tablet or my computer and I've got all these broken pieces of poetry and they slowly start to come together. I have some pieces that took me 20 minutes to write. I have some pieces that it took me, you know, a year and a half to write because it just didn't come until I went through that particular evolution. So my my thing is, in order to make the piece as pure as possible, my ritual is to keep my mind as clear as possible. And a part of also keeping my mind clear is to keep my physical body as active as possible to promote the appropriate chemical reactions and so on. So I do regular exercises. I do my push-ups and my sit-ups. And, you know, I don't tell myself to be some major athlete, but I do enough to make my, make sure that I am in, in physical condition that will feed my mind appropriately to write the appropriate work that's necessary to move the masses is kind of what I feel. Oh, yes. Yeah. So speaking of, uh, speaking of physical, physical, uh, <laughs> efforts mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i was i was put on blast the other day and um so i heard i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna fess up i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it uh oh, okay maybe tonight maybe maybe in the morning um uh, yeah this, you, you, you were leading the path in our push-up challenge last month and that kind of yeah. rolled right into this month where yes. uh, now Jay has challenged the other host, meaning myself oh, and Adrian, oh. into a challenge. And so yesterday he completed 14 on air. Like he did it. It's okay. live. It's recorded. So okay. uh, I'm going I'm to go ahead and see what, what, I, can, what I can output. Um, All right. But, yeah. So how did, yeah. how did that challenge last month work for you? Uh, it went pretty well. Huh? You said that well, because you said on on the air because you called in one show and you said you were just more so doing it to maintain because it you know you were already you know pretty right. fitness proficient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I had done a few things by that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I um I I think it it went fairly well. Um, uh, I did get called out myself. Uh, somebody had made mention to me, I guess I was doing my push-ups too fast and they were like, yo, you ain't really doing full push-ups. So I have been meaning to go back and redo it and do like full on push-ups so that, that way, cause I, I, my attitude is this, I'm, I'm not, like I've always said, I'm not here to promote, to act like I'm some major super guru or anything like that. If I can help somebody else out, awesome. You know what I'm saying? So if somebody says, hey, yo, I don't think you did well enough, like I said, I walked into every discussion thinking, you know, I might be wrong. So I said, well, whether I did them right or whether they're correct and I did them wrong, and after looking at the video, I said, you know what, I could have did those better. And he was dead on. Um, and the guy that, that, I, that told me this 
is somebody whose word I greatly respect and who is a far more physically opposing individual with uh, uh, amazing athletic physique. And, you know, he's incredible at doing his work. So I take him at his word, and he was kind enough to, like, hit me on the inbox, not try to blast me and, like, make a joke out of it. But he, he came out and said, yo, you know, you ain't exactly doing it right. And I was like, what? And I, at first I was frustrated, but I was like, nah, I'm going to go back and take a look at the, the, the beautiful bean footage. And sure enough, you know, I got some work I need to do. And so I, I plan on going back. But like I said, I've been I've been kind of wrapped up in moving and other stuff. So I'm going to go back and do it again. Right. And I would like to do the push-up challenge again. Um, I also I was also challenged to have a sit-up challenge as well as a uh, – as well as a um, plank challenge. So we're going to do both of those, too, once I get myself settled on a regular schedule. My gosh. So. And I can My actually gosh. do the sit-up challenge. I can't do the plank or the push-up because I have an old rotator cuff tear injury. So, yeah, but sit-ups, yeah. I'm all over that. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely get into that. We'll definitely get into that. And what I try to do is I, I, I go to those who are actual, like, serious fitness gurus, and I'll mention their names in there so that I can direct people to those people who are – who are actually paid to do that kind of stuff. Because like I said, if I can just be like the emphasis towards driving people in that direction, that's perfectly fine with me. Somebody had to influence mm-hmm. somebody had to influence Martin Luther King. And if I can just be but an influence then I'm happy with that. You know, I'm not, I'm not for the, the necessity of the shine, if you will. So Yeah, definitely. Well Chamber okay. seven you, you certainly have Oh yeah, definitely. Chamber seven, you inspired me to to do those fourteen push-ups. So I'm a I'm gonna try Good. to do some All more. Right. Oh yeah, yes, challenge some more people. Definitely, definitely. Yes, You're listening to Blacktopia presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your hosts, some guy named Jay, Miss Ray, and Adrian Charles from the True Butterfly. Now we know where the name came from. Also with our guest, Chamber Seven. We want to take a quick break. When we come back, we come back with Butterfly Flow. All right. All right. Listen to the new single from Nakia, Truth Serum.
the year. A woman scorned eyes truthfully, they reveal. Try to hide the pain deep inside I feel. Pitch myself just to see if this is real. I used to love you, now I really do despise. Tell you full of shit, you can't look me in the eyes. So long, baby boy, you done lost a good thing. Now go scuba diving in the ocean for your ring. I toss that shit, nigga. and cast member on the upcoming audio sketch show Yesterday Night Tape, Deara Gray. And I just want to tell you a little about the ABC2 Foundation. ABC2, A Better Chance, A Better Community, was founded in 2012 by Mr. Chester Williams to empower young people by providing a life skills program that promotes positive values, healthy habits, and education through community development, culture, and awareness, resulting in real-life power. The World Changers Program is a network of youth working collectively for positive community change. ABC2's signature program, The World Changers, is for young people ages 10 to 24 of various academic levels, demographics, and all those living in Halifax, Warren, Nash, Edgecombe, Wilson, and Northampton counties in North Carolina. So, if you would like to sign up a child or volunteer with the program, just email CEO at abc2nc.org. If you would like to make a donation to the World Changers program provided by the ABC2 Foundation, use the Cash App and send to abc2nc in the spirit of community. All right, welcome back. 
This is Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio. And um, now we have Butterfly Flow. Adrian. Hey, everybody. How are y'all? This is Adrian Charleston with today's Butterfly Flow. Um, today I want to talk about traveling. And in lieu of all the traveling I've done for, yeah, I'm going to say my birthday. Traveling I've done for my birthday over the past two months <laughs> to celebrate um, my birthday, Gemini season, um, and just just being. Um, I've traveled to quite a few places in May and June. And um, so I've traveled to the Dominican, um, to Florida, to Vegas, to Georgia. So, you know, quite a few places uh, within this two-month period. And I just want to say traveling is great for everyone. So I would say travel. Do what you can. Um, A lot of times people believe that to say that you've traveled, that you have to travel outside of your your country, like you have to go to another country. No, you can go outside your state. Or you can even travel within your state. Um, I've even taken trips to the mountains here in North Carolina, and that's, I mean, it's a good drive, about four hours. So just to travel outside of your city to see things different than what you're used to, to go places you aren't used to going, to to meet people that you wouldn't normally meet from where you are. So it is great to travel, to see the world, to see your state, to see just just whatever you can see and to learn something new. And there are other places in North Carolina I need to visit that I haven't just because it's in my state and I need to to see different things and, and learn different things about where I'm from. So I, I encourage you all to do the same thing, to travel, to see things, to learn things, to to go to the museums in your city and in your area. Because when I was in D.C., I knew people that lived in D.C. that didn't even go to the museums or travel and see what the, the D.C. history had to offer. I know people that live in New York that have never been to the Statue of Liberty, you know, stuff that they take for granted but we always want to see. So I always say see things in your city, see things in your place. And, like, Fayetteville, we have a great um, um, airborne museum. Like, go see things, and I've been there. So go see those things. And now that I'm here in Raleigh, I, I've been to most of the museums, the marbles, the natural history, the butterfly museum, and just everything. Just go where you can, when you can, explore, learn new things. And, again, if you can't get outside of your city, see what's in your city, and don't take it for granted because other people are coming to where you are to see what you don't even try to get a hold of. So, yeah. That's tonight's butterfly flow. Let's travel. <laughs> All right. Well, thank y'all so much. Uh, <laughs> yes. Adrian Charleston with butterfly flow. Definitely, definitely. Uh, also, Adrian, you got some uh, some things coming up. Some uh, plug plug away. Oh, okay. I'll I'll, I'll just do three. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm vending at an event in Durham at the Haytai, and it's called Peace to Revolution. It's a poetry event. It's going to be amazing if you are in the Raleigh-Durham area um, July 6th, so that's over the 4th of July weekend. 
come on out. There will be some amazing poetry. I will be vending. You can meet me, pick up books and shirts and all that great stuff. Um, August the 3rd, I will be at the Evolve Black Business Expo where I will actually be speaking, and I will have my books and my table, and that is going to be another awesome event. It's going to be a fashion show, um, networking, all that great stuff. And then on the 17th, I will be having my own event, um, me and my office mate, we are putting on events, strategize to maximize your life, and um, it's, it's a conference. It'll be all day. We'll feed you, and we'll get you on track to maximizing your life and all that you can do through mental health, finding your career goals, and all of that. And we are looking for sponsors. We already have one of our sponsors, which is Boss Brains. Um, you can look them up on Facebook. Um, and I'll be talking about them on the event page as well very soon. They are our first sponsor for the event. So, thank yeah, that's it. Thank y'all. <laughs> oh, yes, true indeed, true indeed. Oh, yes, come out and see Adrian Charleston. All right. Now, uh, if you want to call in and talk to us, we got Chamber 7, Actor Chamber, well, everything is, Modern day renaissance man, chamber seven on yes. the line. Yes, yes, he does it all. Um, if you're listening on a link or an app or third party website, any of that, give us a call at 929 477 3872 and press one. Press one. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press one and we'll bring you on. So uh, let's bring everybody else back on. Chamber seven. What's up? What's up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now um now I know I want to do uh do some pieces. So you ready? Absolutely. All right. Yeah, I, I well, saw somebody had mentioned that's that's that they um they wanted to hear me do a little something, but I wanted to kinda of get an idea of what the what the feel of the crowd was, you know what I'm saying? See what everybody was in the mood for. Yeah, but. I have um, a question. Is, there's a lot of air or background noise coming from somewhere. Is that chamber nope, that's or me. is that? Oh, nope, okay. That was me. Sorry. I thought that okay. was on mute. Oh, okay. Just a second. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I just want to kind of get a feel for what the, what the, what the consensus was or if anybody had a a particular feel or request or anything like that, if anybody heard anything. This so, is this is the uh, request. This is the request, sir. Go in poet. That's it. Go in. Oh, That's oh, it. Okay. I got you. All right. And I and I, I like, like your that. love poem. So yeah, there's that. Oh, I get, all right. That got it. All right. That I can do. All right. That I can do. Uh let me see. I got one here. It's kind of a uh I've done it a few times before in the past never made its way onto a particular album, but I have set it up in such a way that, like, I, I feel I enjoy this piece. Like, there's there are very few pieces that you can say you enjoy doing, you know what I'm saying? But I enjoy this piece, so give me one second. I got it queued up here. All right, this one is um a fun piece that I like to call Welcome to the Ministry. Can you get an idea of what I mean when I say welcome to the ministry? Please allow me to welcome you all to the ministry. No, I am not the pastor, 
I'm just one of the deacons. I'm the one in charge of rhyme and reason. We've been leaving stains on one another's souls without consideration for long-term effects. We've been making claims that we have a good reason, whether that be for revenge or another check, but suffer no regret, lack self-respect. This art is where people gather together to get it correct. The congregation consists of those marked with the determination to be in the spot early enough for good seats because all day they've been waiting, waiting in a state of confusion, caught up in the lust of illusion, losing a grip on reality, only finding relief in their spoken word CDs. Tape recorders, notepads, markers, and pens, they've been craving any form of information transferring media just to continue feeding the right vitamins and minerals to grant you admission to be a witness to their very personal journal of prophetic monumentals. Their created words reminiscent of elixir meant to rejuvenate tired spirits. So they so they don't mind leaving directly after work to come straight here just to hear it. Hear what? Their pain in prose. Their passion in parentheses. Those willing to bear their souls as upon the stage their ink bleeds because to us it's that serious. Think about it. The word was first. Before anything, it had to be. I don't care what you believe. No matter your race, color, or creed, communication is the foundation to every version of progress. This art form was birthed from a necessary process. But these poets do more than digest. We obsess about the way to convey the message, but to us it's not an illness. It's our form of therapy where the audience receives spiritual healing while we bleed out demons simultaneously. The pain is merely an occupational hazard. So we accept the consequences of that willingly because we know most of the audience is here for something to enrich them spiritually. A veteran poetry spectator is courteous enough to put their cell phone on vibrate long enough before they ever even enter the venue. And those that dare to answer their phone in the middle of a rendition well, this is the kind of congregation that is bold enough to hiss at you. Some of the people in here need these verses in the worst way. So please allow me to address the rare few who come through and interrupt the performers. If you didn't come here to hear poetry, why would you even bother to show up in the first place? I don't say that to be crass or put any person on blast, but do you remember how disrespectful it was to interrupt the teacher in class? Same concept. But these teachers are your peers. And they all deserve your respect. They may have something you need to hear and came here with a need to spit. The only prerequisite to cross this stage is that you better come real with it. No competition with other artists, just fellow supporters of the verse. It doesn't matter if it's on loose leaf, napkin, shirt sleeve, whether written or rehearsed. We have young fans too, so we try to keep it clean for the kids. I want to leave the next generation with something positive. Not just poetry, but all forms of talent will be celebrated. So feel welcomed as an actor or lyricist with an opinion. We can discuss anything entertainment-related. This is the Creativity Collective, given birth by those willing to challenge the general public to think. So please allow me to welcome you to this ministry, where the verse is spilled onto the page from the veins of those flooded with this crimson ink. My peace. Oh, okay. We we just gonna do it like that. We just gonna do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just it there we go. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'll say it again. 
Oh yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, the uh, the button was jammed. That's part of the excuse. I'm yeah. also late. But definitely, thank you for that. Uh, we want to get you. Uh, want you to do another one later on in the program too, if you're you know one of the maybe one of the loved ones. Absolutely. Amazing. Talking about. Great, great. All right. Uh, if you want to talk to Chamber Seven about many uh, about one or all of his many talents and abilities, give us a call at nine two nine four seven seven three eight seven two and press one. If you're streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press one, and uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk to him, ask him some questions. We also have different topics. Uh, any of the topics that you want to talk about from the Facebook group, we're down to talk about them. Uh, anything that's going on in the news, whatever, you know, we we could, we could talk about it. You know, you want to say something about the BET Awards? Let's talk about it. Anything. Chamber 7, is there anything in particular you would like to talk about? So I'm glad you asked. There has been this recent debate that has come up that I've heard with regard to uh, a conversation that uh, has erupted based on our current economy that there are women out there who are essentially just going on dates, if you will, with the express purpose of just getting a free meal. I want to respond to that. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm a dick, I guess. I don't know. Um, here's here's the Chamber 7 personal view on the matter. Uh, I, I'm just going to say this to the men out there who have been upset by this tidbit of information who have said, oh, my, I can't believe you do me like that. Um, and, and the women's rebuttal that I've heard, at least the, of the general public that I've heard, has been, well, that shouldn't be that big of a deal. He was expecting ass anyway, so I don't see anything wrong with, you know, getting a meal out of him. It's no big deal. Uh, here's, here's my general thought. So what? Like, if you didn't know she was like that beforehand, well, congratulations. At least the only thing you have to do is spend it on a meal. And if you didn't get no ass out of it, well, you were an idiot for thinking that in the first place. Like, it's kind of a woman's choice to decide what she consents to and trading the 99-cent buffet that you decided to take her to for some ass is kind of stupid. That's just, you know, my direct shot to the men. To the women, yeah, you're still kind of trifling for the simple fact that you decided to use a human being with the express purpose of getting a free meal and knowing good and full well you're not going to put any effort towards any type of actual relationship with this dude in the first place. You're still leading him on whether he wanted ass or not. Um, let's stop playing this back-and-forth game where we, you know, jostle between each other and then we want to uh, present ourselves as right because, well, they were going to do this anyway. Well, one another wrong doesn't just make the wrong right. Like, what if that guy actually liked you? What if that guy were your son and he was out on a date with a young lady who just wanted him for that meal? Are you going to be the one to have to wipe the tears off of your son's face when he comes home and he's like, I don't know why she keeps treating me like this. I didn't do anything wrong. Only to find out that, oh, yeah, by the way, his daddy was probably some dude that you just jacked the meal off of. Like, if we stop fucking with each other so much, I think we get further along, start treating each other with some decency and respect. And if you don't want it done to you or anybody in your family that you give a shit about, then don't do it to somebody else. That's Chamber 7's take. And also a small whiff of whiff of safety safety radio. Oh, yes. Look here. Chamber, Chamber 7. Oh, oh, well, oh, 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 well, Adrian, definitely. I, I got a cockroach flow. That I'm gonna do right quick. Okay. Um, it's gonna be quick. I'm gonna. 
Here's, here's my cockroach flow, co- flying cockroach flow for tonight based on what Amber, excuse me, Chamber 7 just said about uh, women. <laughs> Uh, here, here, here's what I'd like to say. I want to say something to the women and to the men. First, I want to say to the women, uh, I understand the economy it'd be fucked up like that. So, hey, if you if you don't know how to cook and you, uh, you know, broke that week, I mean, hey, I guess, you know, play some poor sucker. You signed up for it. <laughs> and, uh, the other, and I want to say to the men is, uh, see, this is what you got to do, bro. Uh, put, for the first date, y'all should do it at a shitty pub. They got chicken wings. That's what you do. Uh, so if she don't want to fuck with you, <laughs> you, you kept your investment low. And, and, uh, and then the second date, you know, spice it up, go to a nice restaurant. And then, and then the third date, you know, you can go all out. And if you don't get no ass uh, on the third date, that's cool. Just uh, all the other dates have to be at your house from moving forward. I mean, you can still go on five, six, seven, eight dates with no ass, but they just got to be in your house while you're eating popcorn or something. And that way, you, if she don't want to fuck with you, you didn't spend all your money and waste your time doing it. So that's my cockroach flush. I'm going to throw some hand claps on it for myself. <laughs> my girlfriend heard me say that, too, and she, I, I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> oh, well, be- before I go in, Raven, you you want to tag in? You want me to go first? Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. <laughs> she's going to be gone. Okay. So she ain't said nothing. I know. Boom. She's going to be hungry. Is. That's no, I got a couple of things. <laughs> um, there, there was a point in time where I was between jobs, and so I was low on money. And I'm not going to say I necessarily dated these people because they were feeding me, but I will say I dated some couple of people longer than I probably should have because they were feeding me. Let's just say that. And it wasn't that I was going out with people that I just didn't like, but like I said, I probably dated them a little bit longer just because, and by that, I don't mean anybody that was like, I mean, one dude, he'd take me out on great meals. But, um, <laughs> and I had food for a couple of days. But in in my defense, for this guy, he had he had a bunch of women. So I was like his Thursday night date. I knew it because that was the only night of the week we would go out. I knew what it was. But, you know, it is what it is. But I, I, I do not like the analogy or the equation or the correlation of sex and paying for stuff because if yeah. you were only paying to take me out to get sex you could have just gotten a hooker for that or put the money in my pocket i mean let's be real if that's what you're trying to say it is just give me the money up front don't be upset right. if you spent money on me if i don't sleep with you it should be you right. took me on a date because you wanted to take me on a date <laughs> right so right and i've had so I've had it different ways. Like I've never, I I don't think I've ever had anybody accuse me of going out with them to get a free meal. I've had a guy accuse um, women of doing that, and he hadn't taken me on one date, but we've been on like five because we would meet up at festivals. So he paid nothing. Those were considered dates. And then when I was like, um, you know, he was like, oh, I'm going to take you on a real date. I'm going to take you to your favorite restaurant. And once he found out what that restaurant was, he didn't want to take me because it was expensive. And then he started, he went on this rant about how women use men for food. And I'm like, dude, I've been out with you five times. If I was using you for food, you hadn't fed me once. Even at the festivals, I bought my own food. So that 
really was not why you were around, but this is why you're going to leave. So don't automatically assume. If you feel that a woman is seeing you just to get a free meal, maybe you shouldn't take her out. So my thing is I go out with people because I want to see if I want to get to to know them past that date. Now, if you take her out on a date and she doesn't want to date you anymore, maybe you just suck. Maybe you're not for her. Maybe y'all just didn't fit together. Like, look at it that way. And not that you suck because I don't want to blame it on the person, but maybe you two didn't match. That's my thing because I've been out on one-daters. I was the queen of one-daters, and after I went on a date, they either said something that I didn't agree with. I found out that they weren't who I thought they were even after having phone conversations because meeting someone and going out with them is different than talking to them on the phone because you can see their expressions, you can feel different things, and, you know, you may not, you just may not like them after you go on that date. It happens. I've had people not call me back for a date. They just didn't like me after the right. first date. It is what it is. Right. So right. there's my thing. Don't have me fight you today. I agree. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also want to uh, add to uh, what uh, Adrian was saying, too. Um, you know, when I said about going to, like, a shitty pub or something for the first date, it doesn't necessarily have to be a shitty pub, but just something to kind of keep the investment low because you guys don't know each other yet. And you don't know if you like that. Never mind using somebody for sex, X, Y, Z, all the other stuff. The guy, you don't even know if you like her. You know, never mind. You, know, right. you may not be exactly. feeling her. Yeah, so, right. so I mean, sometimes you took – I've taken women out on expensive, uh, well, nice dates. And then, I, you know what? I don't even like her. Why do I even do this? You know, I don't want to – Yeah. <laughs> If you choose what I eat. Well, my my thing is this too. Just and, and this is this is also my my and, and like I said, everybody doesn't have to agree with me. This is my personal thought process. I'm not even whether she comes out on the date with me with the intent of getting a free meal or not. I really don't care. Her energy is going to tell me everything I need to know. So I'm gonna be exactly. a jackass if I take her out on the date. <laughs> And her energy's fucked up because the only reason she's out here was just to get a free meal. And then if I take her out again with that same intent, like, that's on me as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So, like, all these dudes are whining and crying, oh, you know, she just wanted me for a free meal. Okay, well, you know, there's going to be other people that use you for shit too. Like, if you can pick up on that energy early, hopefully when you talk right. to her initially, you figure that out. And that'll be the last thing she gets out of you. And here's the catch. If the most she ever got out of you was a free meal, Hopefully that's not the best thing she could have got out of you, and she's right. her loss. Right. Because yeah. I'm sorry if you if I'm, I'm gonna be real, I'm gonna be straight up. I'm not I'm not gonna be arrogant here, but I'm gonna tell you what: if you only go out with me for a free meal, you are truly missing out. Yes. Because my conversation is lot. fantastic. <laughs> right. Shit. Yes. Say that. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, and I got a free meal. But look here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but also as friends, I've treated you out to some meals as well. So and that's how I think well, right. it, it yeah. should be. Don't always think that even in a friendship that you know whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I've had a guy take yeah. me out to um, Hooters one time. We were we wow. met up. He was actually someone I knew wow. for a long time. 
we he was my high school crush. So um we we he was in town, we were meeting up and where his hotel was was right near Hooters and he was like, Well, I have an early morning, can you come out here, we can go to Hooters and I was like, Hooters I didn't, and I didn't care because hell, he was my high school crush and I wanted to catch up with him because I hadn't talked to him in years. And then um right. The next night, he was like, um, well, choose where you want to go. So, you know, I chose one of my spots and um, mm-hmm. brought him a gift. Uh, I'm going to tell you all my gifts because I be pimping. But, look, brought him a gift. He actually <laughs> had flowers for me when I met him and met up with him. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And it was it was wonderful. So don't think just because somebody takes you to, to Starbucks or to Hooters or something just to meet and to talk means that they're being cheap or they're doing sometimes they just want to get to know you to see if they want to be with you past a full meal i met a dude at starbucks one time and i was glad we did because um i used to do online date because he was fine online and when i met him he had just came from the gym but then when i saw him i was he he just wasn't that interesting and i was glad we were just there for for coco because that's what i got i bought my coco before he even got there so he didn't have to spend anything so, so he ain't paying for nothing. Yeah, dang. Right. I had my cocoa. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there waiting, and then I was glad because I was like, mm, I was about to finish with my cocoa, and a couple minutes later, I was like, all right, I'm out because this is not wow. working for me. But he was fine. Wow. But that was it. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. yeah. Right. And, and, and going back, like, like I said, keep that the first date. Keep the investment low because you don't know if y'all like each other yet. You know, just hey, just mm-hmm. coffee, Starbucks. A little, you know, a, a bar, you know, something easy, you know, and also, yeah, ice cream, yeah, something like that, <laughs> and and I did that and also, oh yes, oh yes, and, and also, uh, fellas, I also do things that you enjoy doing. I know a lot of guys act like dating is just this grudge work they have to do or this necessary evil they have to put up with just to get with the woman. I mean, no, you can make it fun. Do things you suggest things you want to do yourself. So if the date if you don't like her or if it doesn't turn work out, hey, you like the experience. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So do that. Do that. Uh, yeah. All and and that's my moth for the night. <laughs> yes, and, and right. I do. I do. Go ahead. You got a caller? No, no, no. Uh, no, no. Oh, okay. I was going to shut the number back out, but yeah, that's good. You can go. Oh, um, I was going to say about the um, BET um, Awards last night. Oh, the other night, whatever. It, they show it every night, so hell, it was on last night too. <laughs> um, it's going to be on every night. It's, it's going to be on every night. But um, what I want to say. I want to say so much. So Regina Hall and Taraji P. Henson doing the butt in spandex and tennis shoes made my life because that's how women used to dress back in the day. It wasn't all about the big old heels and all the makeup. Because guess what? When we went out, we went out to get it. We were going out to dance. We were going out to to just be and and people don't do that much anymore. People are taking pictures on the dance floor in my way because I'm trying to dance and just standing around right. looking crazy. And that's like a whole other thing. The 80s, that was the time of movement. That was the time of sweating your hair out, doing all this stuff. So they brought that back. And then I just want to say also the show was about 
the I mean, this may sound a little crazy coming from me, but the size. Like when I tell you Fantasia and Mary J's size was on point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh my goodness. And last but not least, my man, Method Man. Always been a Ooh. fan. Oh my goodness. If he wasn't yeah. giving you everything you was looking for on that show yeah. they were. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make this perfectly clear if I haven't already told y'all this before. Baby. But as far as I'm concerned, the the greatest uh, love song ever to ever be recorded by anybody anywhere uh, on any planet anywhere by anybody is Method yes. Man and um and Mary J. Blige. Mary I don't give a fuck what song you ever talk about. That's the greatest right. love song that will ever exist. Right. Because it's you real. It's no time. bullshit. It's straight. No chaser. It, it's the all to all. It's it's the one thing that I believe most marriages and most things don't have, he said, you're all that I need, I'll be there for you. If you keep it yeah. real with me, I'll keep it real with you. Keep it real with you. All day. <laughs> and, that's, and that's all, like, all I need to get by. Right. Hell yeah. That's it. Facts. You're all I need. And I just want you to rub me on my back and say, baby, it'll be okay. Oh, it'll be okay. That's real for a brother that's like me. That's real for a brother like me, baby. Never, ever get yes. my away. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. All right. All right. All right. Get started. Get started. Get started. Right. Right. Yes. Words. It's my joint. Mm-hmm. It's my joint. Oh, yeah. So I, I really, I really enjoyed And I got to go see the Wu-Tang Clan with, with Ness in the mix. Um, oh, yeah. Congrats. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It was, that was, yeah, it was awesome. I'll bet. So yeah. I'll bet. Raven, you back? I'm here. Uh oh. Hello? Oh hey. Hey Raven. Yeah. <laughs> Raven, what what Raven, is that is that the song is that song is my my feelings on the song accurate? Like is that the one of the greatest oh, love songs known to mankind? That's that's classic that's classic quintessential, like iconic nineties. Yeah, like it's it's mm-hmm. yes, yeah. No, seriously. Like if you can, if you yep. don't listen to that song and automatically get transported back to the '90s and what you were doing in That's the '90s right. and who you was messing with in the right. '90s, who you was kissing on in the '90s, what you was wearing on in the '90s, what you was sipping on yep. in the '90s, I I just yep. I can't. Me and you really I probably cannot vibe. Yep. So right. what you didn't hear? Yep. What you didn't hear was me. I was I was I was. I was spitting just right along with y'all, like mm-hmm. all those lines, all those lines. Like if you can't, like yeah, no, no. That that honestly, I might start giving that as a screening tool for <laughs> dates. Like you play that song and if they don't vibe with it at the same time you do, like, they gotta go. No, no, what it really is is if if you don't bop on the two and the four instead of the one and the three, then we get. Like, oh. <laughs> you got to go. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. Right. Like, I, I do the same thing. And I, and, and, and not only that, it's your head bop and your head bop down and don't bop back. That that's also t- that's a telltale. That's that's a telltale. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. I, I've literally studied this, folks. Like you forget that I have a communications degree <laughs> before I have the degree. I have the signer. I don't know who is laughing. Chuckling like that,
there's a rhythm that we that we have that is as I see it and I can't oh nope mm mm no okay mm-hmm. all right no. you don't pass <laughs> that's right I'm also happy that I'm not I'm also happy that I'm not dating any of y'all because if there's one thing that I can say that was very that was I was very thankful this year and even though the guy and I do not talk anymore just because of our schedules I had three fantastic dates with with one guy, and the first date was absolutely effortless, which is why there was a second and a third date. And even though I was prepared because of the the way that I date, even though I was prepared to pay my share and go Dutch, he paid for everything and it was not a problem. In fact, he kind of looked at me weird, like, why were you even reaching for the mm-hmm. check? Like, why why were we even doing that? And I'm like, okay. Um, I will also say that up front and um, soon and early are other really great ways to take away all that, uh, ooh, who's going to pay, who's not going to pay, blah, blah, blah. Like, if you just discuss it, I mean, if you're at the point where you're going on a date with somebody, perhaps just saying, hey, would you like to go Dutch? Or, and females, we don't have to be afraid to say that too. Like, hey, okay, we can go here, we can go. Dutch, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. like, if we already are putting up airs for each other on the first date, I mean, let's go right back to the song that we all were just quoting. I'm all yeah. that you need, I'll be there for you. If you keep it real with me, mm-hmm. if you're real with you, I've had, had dudes I've had dudes be like, look, I want to see you, but this is not working out right. And then that gives me the opportunity to say, you know what, I kind of want to see you too. How about we do it like this? I mean, if we right. not if we not talking about partnerships from the jump, I don't know what we're doing. But anyways, I'm glad I ain't dating none of y'all because uh, my first dates <laughs> this year were actually fantastic. So that was one thing I can say 2019 has brought me to praise him. So, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just going right. to say this. Um, I'm just going to say this. You're lying. You would absolutely love to date me, so stop playing. Let's just, let's just get that out Okay, that's right facts. Now. You're right. And I've right, taken you right. on some right. dates, Raven. I've taken Raven on you dates. Certainly so have. You love dating some me. Of too, so. <laughs> some, of, some of my best dates. Some of my best dates have been with Butterfly. What's wrong with the kitty pub, Raven? What's wrong with Look, I did, I did not need, first of all, I didn't need you know, Okay Girl and Adrian to read me. I didn't need y'all to read me on the air like that, though. Okay. <laughs> but it's because we love you so much, though. Yes. Yeah, right. Okay. Let me let me make this expressly clear. Um I, I also want to say, uh, first of all, uh, to the hosts, to all three of you, thank you so much for giving me an opportunity. Uh Jay and I have had not we have never actually met in person, but I do sincerely appreciate him recognizing who I am and what I what I do and feeling like I was worthy enough to come on the show. I appreciate that. Some people did ask me, like, what do you do that's so special that would allow you to come on the show, and I thought, because I'm pretty interesting, and I can say that, you know, and feel good about it. Uh, Adrian and I have been friends for quite some time. I appreciate her, like, uh, guiding me through some very difficult times in my life, too. Uh, she has be- de- definitely been a rock for me. Uh, Raven, you have also been a rock for me in a lot of ways, uh, just by, you know, being around me, uh, always encouraging me, asking the questions that kind of pushed me to continue doing what I need to do best. 
and a special thank you. There was once a time that these two young ladies in a one-day trip came up to one of my shows all the way to Virginia just to support me and then drove all the way back to North Carolina. And as far as I'm concerned, I got friends and family that claim to support me that don't own an album, let alone would drive all the way out of a state to come see me for a day. So that's my fuck y'all to those who don't support me, and thank you very much to those who do. Definitely change. That's really Oh yeah, yeah, I want to say this you know right. love you. Oh yes, oh yes, uh, definitely Chamber Seven. Uh, uh, one of the reasons why I asked you to ask you be a guest, you know, I don't, no, I don't, uh, is, uh, I don't just let anybody on here like that. Uh, Adrian and Raven. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Adrian and Raven light. Every time you call into the show, they light up. So I was like, oh man, this this dude, he doing something. He, he this dude do something. He's very talented for them to light both of them to light up like that simultaneously. So I was like, okay, I gotta, I, he's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's like you know, like spirits. It's all about you know, powerful energy and you know, us understanding each other. I feel the same way. Like I feel encouraged by their their work and all the things that she's doing. Like you just had her and her butterfly flow, and she's listing off all these different things that she does. Raven has been. She and I have had numerous talks before in the past. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she does with her photography and with her with her creativity. They, you know, they're just amazing spirits, and you know, just I'm just thankful I got the chance to like connect with them. So, yay! Oh yes, oh. thank you. All right, now we got a lot of people chatting. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all the people taking the admin challenge. That's in the admin chat. Uh, the, uh, the the admin challenge chat group about twenty of y'all Blacktopians. Thank y'all for tuning in, but also call into the show too and 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 chop it up with Chamber Seven. Also have some members of the uh, upcoming Yesterday Night Tape sketch comedy show that I'm working on. They're listening as well. You guys welcome to call up. I know you guys have a lot of projects outside of that that you guys are doing. You guys are filmmakers too, and y'all have scripts. Hey, network with them. You know. Uh, and shout out to all the people in the Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio chat that we have in the group. Anybody can join that chat that's in the group. Uh, call in, press one. You know, let him know that you're listening too. You know, everybody's saying, "Hey, wow, he's talented, he's intelligent, doing great things." Tell him that. You call up, show you know, show him. You know, don't be afraid. We're all family. Um, but I the family that actually. I had a... <laughs> Sorry, I, I had a, I had an amazing interaction with a gentleman not too long ago. Uh, that same cigar bar that I mentioned to you, um, I was in the cigar bar, and I bumped into this guy that I knew looked really familiar to me, but I couldn't tell why. And for those of y'all who are fans of Black Mirror, if you watch the most recent um, uh, series, Black Mirror, that first episode, uh, uh, Striking Vipers, um, there was a gentleman on there, a really tall black gentleman that played opposite of Anthony Mackie. I ran into him. His name is Yaya. I had a brief conversation with him before he had shot that one. He was actually in uh, Jordan Peele's recent film, Us. Um, He was actually the bad guy on Aquaman. Um, Really nice, really spirited brother. So I said all that to say you never know who you're interacting with. Like I've got a ton of projects right now, and it takes just one of them to, like, light fire. I, I stood all of five feet across from Daniel Radcliffe all of two years ago, and that was a blessing in and of itself. I, I literally was in a film across from probably one of the biggest 16-year-old stars 
to ever grace the screen as Harry Potter. So you never know who you're interacting with. So I tell people all the time, you know, don't be nice with the sake of, of thinking you're going to get something out of it. Just be nice because it's just dope to be nice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's my thing. Yeah, and don't be nice. Yeah, like you said, don't be nice to people just because you're like, ooh, I don't know who they could be. Be If you're genuine at all times, it doesn't matter. Because I've met people right. that I genuinely didn't know who they were, and they, they ended up being some big time people. And I'm like, oh, oh, right. oh, okay. Right. Yep. 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 That's yep. who you are. Yeah. And then they oh, know yeah. I don't know who they are. They're like, you don't know me, do you? I'm like, no. Well, you know, what's, what's up? No. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Just be like, yeah, I just thought but you was kind of cool. But that's conversely, y'all? Y'all. Hello? Hmm. Yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Does that yeah. work? Does that work? Does that work conversely though too? Like if you're not a nice person, don't be disingenuous oh, yeah. and try to act like you're nice. Right. Oh you yeah, absolutely. Go around talking to people because then you know that could mess up your reputation. So like it just is what it is. <laughs> but but I mean, for real, yeah. when it's all said and like done, your energy is gonna tell on you anyway. Right. Oh yeah. Fact. Oh yeah. That's all oh, fact. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We also have a, a caller that wants to jump in right quick. Let's go ahead and take the call. Caller in the 267-287. You're on the air. Who is this? Hello, hello, hello. This is Nima from Philadelphia. Hello, people. Peace and blessings. Hey, Nima. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. It's cracking. Nada, nada. I'm just I'm at work and I'm listening to you guys. I just wanted to jump in and as always, just say, Brother Jay, Sister Raven, Sister Butterfly, and Brother Chambers. I appreciate you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. I love your show. I appreciate you know the spotlight and uh, Brother Chambers. I appreciated that piece. I, I caught the I caught the piece. That's when I called in, and you know I follow you on social media. I believe we're Facebook friends, so um, I just want to say continue blessings. I appreciate your work. Um, I used to watch your lives and things like that when you were in your car driving and <laughs> different things like that. Yeah, so yeah, I appreciate just, that. Yeah, I just want to say you know you guys rock. Keep up the great work. I appreciate you, and I'm I'm listening. That's all I wanted to say for Absolutely. tonight. Absolutely. And, and I needed that, and I really appreciate you, you You let me know that. Um, I try to do the lives whenever I can, but, like, with my job, sometimes when I'm working, I'll, I'll do the lives when I have the opportunity. But when I'm not, I, it's, my schedule gets all jacked up. But if you really want to keep track of all my, my work, especially, make sure you get onto my YouTube and subscribe to that because I'm always posting up new work all the time. So um, I'll be doing I'll, it I'll be posting up stuff soon. Excellent. Okay, Thank you so I'm much. doing it immediately. Yes, yes. I appreciate Absolutely. you. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for uh, pulling me into the conversation. Love you, Ben. And um, yeah, and yeah. and, and thanks, brother Chambers. <laughs> as far as that Black Mirror, I was not happy with that Black Mirror episode. I'm gonna leave it at that. I am a true lover of the Black Mirror sagas, but I was not happy with that first episode. I don't even want to talk about that first episode. Oh, man. I but, yeah, I do not appreciate it at all. At all. Look at that. I hate you, sis. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to sit back one of the Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Thank you, Nima. Those of you who do watch Black Mirror. Y'all, y'all think of Black Mirror as the modern day 
um, Twilight Zone, because that's how I think about it. Absolutely. I think of it as, like, the Absolutely. modern day Twilight. Like, because I remember, like, being younger and watching these, like, you know, these um, scenarios, little snippets and whatever, and just some of I I didn't. And then, you know, when I was younger, things I didn't understand scared me. So I was like, ooh, yep. you know, Twilight Zone, ooh, ooh. And then, like, yep. now that I'm older, right, I watch these Black Mirror things, and I'm like, huh, that's, yeah. that's really Twilight-ish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there was one episode yeah. last season. It was called All the like all the Histories of You or something like that. And I yep. think I watched yep. that thing, like, ten times because yep. that, thing, that thing hit my spirit so Hard. much. And I think yep. every time. Every time, every time I watched it, something new popped up for me to go, ooh, yep. ooh, yep. wait. Like, it, to me, it's just like a modern-day Twilight Zone. Like, we finally got one of those programs that was decent programming when we were younger. I think we finally kind yeah. of got it back. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it got reinvented. And well, you know, back you know they did another Twilight Zone, too, right? And Jordan Peele is the one who directed it. I did. Yes, and I did not get into it because... What was I doing? I can't. I can't remember if I was waiting for it all to come out so I could just binge it. Because I do the, I yeah. get on binge, you know, mode, and I didn't want to just see right. one and then two and then three here and there. Right. But um, I right. have to go back and I got to see that. I do. And yeah, the very this, the very first one is very indicative of the the beauty and the horrors of being a comedian. I know a lot of friends. A lot of my friends are comedians. And shout mm-hmm. out to those who are comedians. I even did a short time where I pretended like I was kind of funny on stage, and that's what I was going to do for a little bit. And it's not nearly as easy as people think it is. Like, it's worse to be a comedian than a spoken word artist. At least with a spoken word artist, even if your poem is shit, if you know the poem, at least you can finish reciting it and get off stage, you know what I'm saying, and go to another poem or something like that. But if you're a comedian, if you're bombing, it just it's like a, it's a sinking right. ship and it never comes back up again. So. Um, but it, it's a beautiful piece of work. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I encourage anybody who gets the chance to check it out. It's worth it. So. Perfect. Um, Chambers, I don't know if you touched on this on one of the times that I was in and out. I know you mentioned it, but I wanted you to go into depth with it. You said that there was a difference between being a poet, a poet and being a spoken word artist. Word artist. Yep. Let's talk about yes. that. Yes, absolutely. Um one of the oldest forms of, of art, as far as as far as I know, is definitely the, being an orator, somebody who is capable of speaking the, the, the written word. Um, there are, on one of my trips to Colorado, I spent some time at a Pueblo, um, and a Pueblo is like one of the native tribes who still lives there, mm-hmm. and a lot of them adhere to their traditional values, And one of their traditional Mm -hmm. values is they don't ever write down their language ever. Right. So there is no written translation of the words that they speak. So the only way that the word, that language sustains itself is literally by voice. By oratory. And by voice that, yeah, it has to be spoken, right? A poet is somebody who expresses their feelings, period. It's literally, in my personal mm. opinion, and, from, and by definition, it's someone who expresses their feelings. Well, anybody can express their feelings. Well, whether you're a good poet or a bad poet is all dependent upon how people receive your work, right? A spoken word okay. artist is not only somebody who expresses their feelings but does so 
in a vocal manner by which it translates a certain amount of frequency and delivers a certain type of energy. That's a completely different thing. You can be an amazing poet mm. and you can be a shitty spoken word artist. Mm. Ooh, We're going to have to talk was... offline about that. Yes. Right. We're going to have to talk <laughs> offline about that. Absolutely. We'll chat about that. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. We will. Yeah. <laughs> you you know he was gonna bring something to it, right, Adrian? Like I was like, yes, yes, hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. yeah, we might have to do a chat um, on that. <laughs> yes. So, so Tamer, we're we're coming towards the end. Can you plug all of your social media, YouTube, where we can find you, IMDb, all that great stuff? Certainly, certainly. On um, on IMDb, I'm actually listed as just Sean Singletary, S-H-A-W-N-S-I-N-G-L-E-T-A-R-Y. For those of you who don't know what that is, IMDb is the Internet Movie Database. It's literally where it's like the hub of all the different types of movies and stuff, trailers, new stuff, old stuff, uh, how you can find out what actor was in what movie is the perfect place for that. Uh, I happen to have a page on there that I maintain as well. Um, I know because I just paid a chunk of money for my annual fee not too long ago. Um, on YouTube, you can find me under Chamber 7. Uh, it's just uh, C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S-E, the number 7-E-N. You can usually use that to find me everywhere. Uh, on Instagram, I'm S-T Singletary. On um, Facebook, it's Chamber 7. Uh, you can also find me at uh, DJC7. Uh, when I do some of my DJing, I, I, I'm following there. And I also have a fan page for my acting and filmmaking projects and all that kind of stuff I keep separate under the Sean Singletary page. You can find me there. I would love for everybody to go to my YouTube channel. If you can't find it, the link is actually on my Facebook page. You can find me there, uh, link it through this, and you can go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it because I do plan on dumping a whole chunk of my work. I have like six, 700 poems that... I just don't see myself spending a whole lot of time working on because I've kind of transitioned um, towards doing more features and doing more other stuff. So I'm probably going to dump a lot of these poems onto my YouTube channel. Please stay tuned. Okay, cool. So, there you have it. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Thank you, uh Thank you, Chamber 7, for being on the show and, and spreading all the knowledge and everything we got going on. Uh, man, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely like to have you on again in the future, you know, to talk about uh, well, that. Absolutely. Oh, yes, morning, glad yes, to. oh, yes, definitely, definitely. Glad you were, glad you were on tonight. Um Adrian Charleston, is there anything else you would like to plug? Anything else you'd like to say? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm just just glad to have Chamber on. Um, it's great to the your discussion is always great. Like I, I just love you in the the well, I love you, period, first of all. But I love you in the public speaking platform when other people are able to, to see you, get to know you and um just see everything and all that you are, even though they can't see it all, but to see different things from you and see who you are. Because a lot of times people, I think people who don't know enough about you think that you're just very quiet and very um, 
elusive and kind of under the radar, but you are clearly above the radar and into many things and doing a lot of stuff. And so it's just great to, to see that. it. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Miss Ray. Definitely. Miss Ray. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I'm going to plug for all of us again and again and again is uh, self-care, but specifically um, taking care of your medical literal health. So if you think something is wrong, something might be wrong, so go ahead and get that checked out. So you have to be your own best health advocate. Um, And I know that uh, firsthand. And so I think I just want Mm -hmm. to pump that up, especially as we get into the summer months. You know, we're going to start kind of chilling out for those of us, you know, who have vacation time, um, those of us who have a little bit of dime time. This would be a great time for you to check in with those appointments that you might not have made or made and canceled or didn't reschedule. This is a great time to do all that. So just take care of yourself. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. I have an appointment this week to go, well, for physical therapy, but it's still an appointment. <laughs> that's, no, I, and that's taking no, care of myself that I've just spent a lot of time with too is holistic stuff. Um, I've yeah. I've yeah. ventured into the the path of doing um, acupuncture. I have a good friend of mine who's a doctor of acupuncture. Her name is Renee Grant, up in the DMV area. Um, I also uh, she's also introduced me to several different other uh, very homeopathic methods of um, of recouping the body uh, to include floating. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. has ever heard of floating, but I've, I've been to a float center out in Denver. And I've also been to one down in Jacksonville, Florida, and it was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. something uh, very worthwhile. Uh, it's called a sensory deprivation tank. If you get yep. the chance to step into one, it's very worth it. It is possible to pay for one. It's not super expensive. You jump on Living Social or Groupon. You can find one of those and get a hold of one. Uh, last but not least, another thing that I got involved in, too, was um, I think it's PE, PEF treatments where they use pulse electromagnetic fields. Uh, yeah. PEMF, mm-hmm. that's what it is, pulse uh, electromagnetic fields in order to heal parts of the body. Um, I have, uh, I went in for a PEMF uh, field research not too long ago, and they noticed that there was some damage done to my right shoulder, which I, I've known for a while but didn't realize it was significant enough that my body needed to heal. So um, I'm telling you that there there are several different ways, and it doesn't always require you to take a drug. So do your research, people. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I, I, I humbly, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. All facts. Oh, yeah. All facts. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Thank you all for listening. And what about you? What, what about you, Jay? What, what about you? What are your closing remarks? I am Jay. Or some guy named Jay. Uh-huh. What you got? What you got for us? Oh, oh I, I guess I'll, I'll plug. I, I was just going to just wrap the show up. But, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll plug blacktopia.org. Go there. Also download the Blacktopia mobile app. Uh, also, want to give a shout out to the comedians and the writers and the actors and actresses, a part of Yesterday Night Tape, uh, the audio sketch comedy show that I've been talking about for a thousand years that I'm finally actually uh, rap, uh, uh, finishing, um, which will be available, download in its entirety later on this year on Spreaker.com and on iTunes. Uh, and I also want to give a shout out to the uh, the future admins of Blacktopia, 
Uh, thank you all for listening as well. All 50 of y'all listen to that chat group. I'm going to narrow it down, though. But thank y'all for, for participating and doing stuff. And, um, yes, uh, and definitely a big shout-out to you, Chamber 7. Um, next time I have you thank on, you. I'm going to have some deeper questions because uh, I, I, I did Absolutely. very shallow research on you. You know, all I was like, oh, well, shoot, Adrian and Raven like them. That's, hey, that's good enough for me. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but next time, I'm going to really pick your brain up. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm more than ready. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. We appreciate you. All right. Uh, you don't have to go home, but you got to get off this thing. Definitely purchase Butterfly Flow at www.adrian-charleston.com. And good night. Good night, Blacktopia. Good night, Blacktopia.